ONV present. Respect the game on three. One, two, three, respect the game. Hey, we want to welcome you to ONV Respect the Game. Uh, we got a special guest here tonight, and we want to introduce Coach Tipman. Yeah. And uh, congratulations on your state championship. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Champs, man. We're back again with Thank one you. of the champs. Yeah. One of the champs. <laughs> two in the city. Yeah. Two in the it's city. pretty nice. special. Fort Wayne has two state champions in one year. Yeah. 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 Uh, that it, speaks it, a lot to uh, the football community here in Fort Wayne and Youth sports community here in Fort exactly Wayne. Right, and I'm, I'm gonna, you, you spoke on this a little bit during the video, Coach. Uh, but that first game of the year, and I'm gonna tell you, if I was a betting man, when <laughs> hey, you guys went down to Indianapolis, yeah, and beat the brakes off of who was it, Warren Davis, Warren, Warren Central, Warren yeah. Central yeah. at their place, I said, hey, they I'm, I'm expecting, yeah. yeah, I'm expecting yeah. big things. Yeah. But with that, you kind of touched on this too. Y'all had that big win. You guys are rolling keeping them guys focused and hungry throughout the season. Can you speak to that? That's always a challenge. And, you know, every every team is different because there's a new, a new group of older kids. You know, kids graduate and move on, and there's always new faces that, you know, it's their time to step up and fill some of those roles, and you never know how they're going to develop. You know, you hope that the plan that you've created um, through, through their time in the program that you've prepared them to handle that situation properly, and um, but you never know. And so that game at Warren Central, uh, we had lots of questions going into. I think the kids question, you know, are we mm, going to be any good? And, right. and how is this kid that's you know going to play quarterback going to be? Because you know for three years we had a different guy, right. oh, wow. and um, you know, but man, to our, to our kids' credit, they they went into a hostile environment. You know, mm. two and a half hour bus ride. Yeah. We're not used to doing that because right. you know, all our games here in the city. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes and um, but made the trip to India against one of the state's perennial powers yeah. and um, you know, played really really well that's and probably one of your created, bestest moves yeah. of, of, of the year is going down there playing the Indianapolis team to, yeah. to let them know what they're going to be going against to absolutely, get to their point right. yeah. absolutely kind of you know it didn't you know wasn't exact but preview of what we wanted to do exactly. at the end of the year and that's kind of about our defense there yeah um, you know defense had a run in the semi-state game and the state championship which you know you're going to be playing your two best teams in a playoff run but we didn't give up a touchdown yeah and oh, wow. uh, that's that's kind of unheard of uh, so the defense was just on point in these last two you know yeah. two games and coaching staff you know the, the players number one are well prepared well coached you know, schooled in the game plan, but also fundamentally things that they'd worked on from the first day we started getting together in June, yeah. those same fundamentals, you know, when you get to a state championship game, you know, those things you don't think about players just execute because they've been trained on it. And yeah. our assistant coaches just do a great job in that aspect. And then, you know, executing a game plan that was specific for Decatur Central and and the kids, man, they just played their tails off. You have a tradition over there, Snyder, uh, a winning tradition. How do you get everybody to buy into? Yeah, like your... what is the structure? 150 wins. You're talking. Here. Well, interestingly, <laughs> we probably don't say the word win at all. Mm. We talk about showing up every day and doing your best, doing your best in the classroom, in English sure. class, math class, uh, doing your best at home with your responsibilities that you have in your home and your family. 
um, doing your best on the football field. You know, do your best because every kid can do that. Yeah. You know, that's a choice. That's, that has nothing to do with all the other things that go on in life. But your choice to do your best every day you show up. And then to, to care about what you're doing. You know, care about your teammates. Um, you know, kids nowadays, I mean, they bring lots of stuff to the team and lots of issues. And right, But right. the football practice is a time where they can kind of put some of that off to the side. Right. Not that it's not important. It's very important. Yeah. But it gives them a little bit of a release where they can, they can be 16, 17-year-old kids and have some fun playing a game and be around a group of guys that share the common – uh, agenda of what we're trying to accomplish. And that's, you know, work hard, care about your teammates and let's see what happens. And yeah. I think this team really f- uh, embraced and embodied that yeah. philosophy. You know, and you said that, um, I think it was uh, coach Ayers that said you're winning tradition and getting people to buy in. Not only that, we see at different levels that teammates are just on teams together, not teammates. How do you keep that brotherhood? How do you keep that teammate relationship together? What do you teach about the teammate relationship going through a season? Well, I think, you know, the foundation of that begins with kids got to get to know each other. You know, you, you can't care about somebody if you don't even know what their story is. and You don't know where they come from, what they're doing. And so we spend a lot of time in the off season and getting ready for a season, just getting to know each other. Yeah. Get, so like kids Ryan, getting up yeah. and talking about their situation. What's their family like? You know, how many brothers and sisters do they have? Where do they live? You know, what's, what's life like at their home? What do they like? What do they believe in? Mm-hmm. Um, because man, a locker room, you bring all differences and mm-hmm. across all kinds of spectrums. But as kids get to learn that about their teammates, you know, they have an appreciation for them. They, they learn empathy for yeah. each other. And that's, yeah. that's a pretty cool thing for um, a locker room at a high school age. And, and I think when they, when they understand where kids come from, they, they kind of understand the way they are and the, what they bring to the team every day, and they can respect that. And uh, I think that, that's, you know, the care and concern is centered around getting to know each other. That's cool, yeah. Coach. I, hey, we got one more question. Uh, Coach JJ got something for you, and then I want to do one more clip. Okay, I was just going to ask. I mean, obviously, you do a beautiful job of that. And as he talked about the winning tradition, the legacy of Snyder, anybody that's from Fort Wayne knows their tradition and the history that's at Snyder. You talk about Coach Hawley, Coach Isaac. Now, yourself, you stepped into those shoes. All the uh, numerous Division One athletes the professional athletes, Rod Woodson, Von Dunbar, Jesse Bates are doing this thing right now. Do you ever sit back and say, man, I got the keys to this right now? <laughs> I tell you what, you know what? I, I get up every day thinking, you know, it's it's now on my shoulders to yeah. continue this. Yeah. And it means a lot. It means a lot to a lot of people in our program, the people that have been there before us. And so, you know, a lot of my motivation along with just helping kids have great experience is maintaining that tradition. You know, the, the guys in the 70s, what they experienced, we want to duplicate, you know, in 2023. And when I played in the 80s and the relationships that I had that were meaningful and the experience that I had was meaningful, I want to duplicate that for the kids that, that you know, are playing now in, in 2023. And, um, you know, that's a big motivating factor to, to make former players and coaches proud of the program. 
You know, speaking of proud, you know, and you talking about how, you know, you played back in the 80s, which I remember. Well, it's pretty special to to be able to coach your son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the award he wore, um, we couldn't hear the award that he wore. What year that he is won. Your son? So he was a senior, wow. and he won the, the Mental Attitude Award that oh. they give um, for the state in the in the state championship game. So that, that's a reflection on his his play on the field, his character, his sportsmanship, his academic performance. So his um, parents, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his, on, mom. his mom, <laughs> his mom. Come on, man, um, we got we got to give him credit where credit is due too. Though. That's right, so. that's right. But um, you know, coaching, um, as you guys know, uh, takes a lot of time away from your family, yeah. and mm-hmm. so you know, families make huge sacrifices um, for yeah. those that coach, and and then to have. You know, we have three sons. My oldest played for us, uh, was a 2020 graduate, and then now Jake's a senior, and then Sawyer's a sophomore on the team. And and to experience this state championship run while coming to practice every day and working with those guys, uh, just real special. And they're both good kids. Um, Jake played his best game in the playoffs in the Mishawaka game. Mm -hmm. Sawyer had to come in. Um, Our center got hurt in the Mishawaka game, so he was – a sophomore playing offensive line and, and had to play in the Mishawaka and the semi-state and the state championship game. So was so, he the snapper that, he was, that, yeah, he, uh, at that Mishawaka game, yeah, that, yeah. That, that last second? Oh, no, he was not the long snapper. That was oh, okay. He was the center on our offense. So, so that was know, your yeah. toughest game. Absolutely. To, to get to where you, you know, yeah. where you finish off at. Absolutely. So, uh, I think the character of your, your group, your young men's, man, uh, last second field goal, you can't you can't act for a better strip a script than that. Well, we got the ball back. You know, we we were ahead. We drove down and scored, but then they had two minutes left and drove down and and they kicked the field goal with forty nine seconds left. Mm-hmm. So I mean, things looked a little grim. Right. So we were down by two, and um, Kiran, our quarterback, just executed a, a really you know perfect two minute drive and picked up thirty yards to get. Get us in field goal range, and then, you know, sophomore kicker Mong Tung. Is that the soccer out, player? Yeah, oh, man. Went out there and well, they got a soccer player for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but look, coach, you you a father, you a coach. I asked the last father coach that sat there with me being myself. I was a father coach. Are you a coach at home or are you a dad? How does that work when you get home? You know, I don't ever separate the two because I feel like I'm a dad to a lot of guy, a lot of players too. Yeah. Um, you know, I think as well as a teacher, I think the three are intertwined. You yes, know? And uh, I pride myself on trying to be good at all three, and and but I think the skills are the same. And so, um, you know, my wife and I do it together, and um, it's certainly not easy being a parent. Uh, it's not. Sure. And we're not perfect, but, you know, we work hard at it. And I think, you know, love our kids, but also hold them to high expectations. And I think that's what you got to do as a coach. Love them, have high expectations for them, tell them when they're doing something right, celebrate that with them, but tell them when they're doing something wrong so that they can correct it. And it's been a good guide for us. I I hear legacy, and we talk about Snyder. We talk about players that came through Snyder and the wins. But Titman's. There's been some Tipman coaches throughout the city of Fort Wayne. Is that the same bloodline? Because I know it was one at Dwinger. Yep. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. going to interrupt her real quick. Hey, forget about coaches because you hit on something I was going to ask about. <laughs> oh, the, Tipman, the Tipman family, <laughs> period. Right. Break yes. down the dynamics. I mean, you got cousins, we got brothers. Oh, yeah. so Tipmans are <laughs> everywhere. Family. Yeah, break that down family. for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge family. Um, and we're all related, so I'll, I'll answer that question first. We're all related, yeah. and um, you know it's cool to see. Um, you know, I got lots of messages from uh, the last time Dwinger won a state championship. You know, there was some father-son coaches. Yeah. You know, yeah. in in that setting, and um, you know, I can remember talking to them after that and how special it was, and um, you know, and now we were able to duplicate that, but. Uh, some great players, you know, at Bishop Dwanger. Uh, not all of them have the Tipman names, but a lot of them at Bishop Lures, <laughs> and then at um, um, Snyder as well. And, and it's just cool. And you know, a family that loves football, yeah, loves football, loves yeah. sports, and um, some really tough and hard nosed, talented kids that have been, you know, able to have success on the field. So yeah, those are nephews and nieces, or yeah, those, those, some of them are uh, second cousins. Okay. Some of them are nephews. You know. Um, is that where you played at Dewinger? No, I'm, I'm a Snyder. Snyder. I was going to say, I want to knock you out the chair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a tradition of families throughout the community mm. that pride themselves going to Snyder. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's there's a tear. Oh, yeah. You know, and when the one don't win it, the next one is up. Oh, yeah. You know, so they we have I think cool, that, that, I mean, yeah. The first family of football at Snyder is the Burton family. Yes. <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of Burtons that played yeah. and coached Coach, at Snyder. Right, right. And then the Billingsleys. Yes. You know, yeah. you know Cornelius played in the 80s. Yeah. Pretty cool. Cornelius was a quarterback in the yeah. in the early 80s, and now his grandson, you know, Kieran was a quarterback right. this year, and, and then, you know, a bunch of Billingsleys in between. but. Uh, pretty full circle and yeah. uh, pretty cool to see. Yeah. You mentioned one in the video. I heard you. I heard you call out Rohrbacher by name. Oh yeah, <laughs> was on one of the best teams at that tonight. Yeah, right? That was his, that's that's uh, his uncle. His uncle, dad played okay. on the '92 state championship team. Wow. Um, and then Brock was his uncle. He played on the '86 state runner-up okay. team. Uh, that team we were talking about before the set. Yeah. Uh, really what team was you on? Uh, I played in the late 80s, so 87, 88, 89. Okay. You know, Coach Hall, towards the end of Coach Hawley's career. Gotcha. Okay. Guys so you like would have Tyrone been with Bennett. Vaughn. Yeah. 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 He was with there with Vaughn. Was Vaughn double? Vaughn was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. Yeah. So that was a great, great group of guys. So we talked about uh, some things that you guys did on the field and the structure there. Uh, what, what would you say that you guys are doing, like, off the field uh, in the classrooms, like, to provide that structure? So I think the biggest thing that we do is we, you know, years ago we used to talk about how, you know, we just don't have any leaders. And um, I think as coaches, maybe our mistake was we waited for leaders to surface. Mm -hmm. And now I think we take it more of an aggressive approach. We want to teach kids how to be leaders. And mm -hmm. so we spend the whole, when we get back from Christmas break, we start a leadership class. We meet once a week for January through May. Um, and it's with our current juniors, guys that will be seniors next year. Nice. We invite athletes from other sports as well. Oh, that's amazing. And um, we, we give a leadership lesson every week. And we talk about, you know, first leading yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you um, lead yourself? How do you get your, your house, your own house in order? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, how do, how do you become an effective leader towards others? 
you know, and it's all centered around being a servant leader. And, um, you know, I think giving kids the tools um, to use, I think they have a better approach to it. They understand it better. They understand their impact better. And uh, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons our kids showed, you know, a lot of uh, character throughout this season is is some of the things they gained from that class. Definitely. So I'm going to throw a hard one at you. How All do right. you get your parents mm. to follow follow the structure that you have over there? Well, I think, you know, in dealing with parents, number one, you always got to be honest mm-hmm. and you have to communicate, over-communicate. You know, I think providing them with as much information. Uh, we are not secretive. We want to be transparent. Uh, we invite our parents to, you can come watch any practice you want. Come watch your son be coach, you know. Um, they should, they're, you know, obviously it's their kid. They should know how we're coaching them. Exactly. And, you yeah. know, we're going to tell them. I think one of the things we do right off the bat, we visit every freshman's home. So incoming mm-hmm. freshmen, oh, wow. as they come to us, we do a home visit in August. Two coaches, two members of the staff will visit the home. And we lay out, you know, this is what we believe in. This is how we're going to operate. But you guys are welcome anytime. Come see how your son's going to be coached. We're not going to mistreat him. We're going to push him. Right. We're in. Some coaches are loud, you know, and energetic. (laughs) Some are more laid back. But we're not going to cuss them and swear swear at them. We're going to push them. We're going to tell them when they do something right. We're going to tell them when they do something wrong with the hope that they correct it. But, you know, being transparent, being – communicative you know i think parents they they have questions Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that um and you know we're confident in our plan and so we're gonna verbalize our plan and you know well not everybody's gonna agree with it that's that's okay and when all else fails you say i got three (laughs) state championships (laughs) we've got six (laughs) runner-ups and we won the sac 19 times so um you know we're doing something right yeah but honestly everything that you just said uh coach i could attest to i actually my kids came up in snyder's district and i was impressed they had coaches at croninger's events there'd be coaches there talking they've got coaches at uh you know they came through blackhawk and there would be coaches there that would talk and interact with the parents. And I was like, man, that's how they do it, huh? Yeah. You know, I've been trying to get stuff, you know, at other schools, other stops I've had to get, like, what they're doing. But that is excellent, you know, where you got the families buying in, you're explaining, you're visible. And, uh, you know, why would you not want to be a part of that? Well, I think it all starts with building relationships, you know. Right. And the earlier and, you can build those, the better. Yeah, and it goes to building. Because I don't think Fort Wayne Community Schools, especially in football, they don't have cuts. So I know, um, but with that being said, how do you deal with the parents or the athlete that doesn't buy into your program, you know, or they think that, you know, we, we see a lot of athletes that think they have more build, ability or skills, and they may, but it's not for your program. So how do you balance that or deal with that? Well, I think the first thing you got to understand is this is an educational process. So kids don't come to us finished products, nor should they. They're right. freshmen, sophomores. They, they have a process of development that they have to go through. So our job as coaches is to deliver the message and be consistent with the message. These are our expectations. This is, this is going to help you far more than just playing football. It's going to help you in life. This is why we're asking you to do these things. And so we're never going to ask you to do something that's detrimental to you or your, you know, your health or your well-being. 
we're going to ask you to work hard. We're going to ask you to do things that are beneficial to you. And so it's a process and not everybody's perfect. Kids are going to make mistakes and, and, um, you know, that's okay. But it's, it's through the course of learning and fixing those mistakes. It's when somebody says, you know what, I I don't want to fix those mistakes Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to, and I don't believe in that, then that's fine. You know, go your separate way and um, we wish you luck. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, we're going to do things that we think are best for your development right. as a whole person, right. not yeah. just as a football player, but as a student first, as a person, you know, as a human being, as a young man or a young right. woman, and then as an athlete. Yeah. With, with with that said, and you don't have to name any names, but I know um, it's been a big issue. Snyder going way back. We go back to Rod Wilson. I mean, he says that in this documentary, guys want to play both sides of the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, people get upset about that. Has, has there been a kid that uh, you said, hey, I just want you on the offensive side or I just want you on the defensive side? Well, like you said, they decided, no, this ain't for me. They they left. Have you, has anybody got a way that she was like, man, I wish he would have? No, I think, it, I think it has more to do nowadays. Kids want to play earlier. Hmm. You know, I'm a sophomore and I might be behind two, oh, two, yeah. two players that right. are older or a player that's older and – you know, I want to play, you know, more right now. Right. And, um, you know, if we've had – and we don't have a lot of kids leave, but if we have somebody leave, it's usually because of that. They want to get on the field more. And, you know, we had two or three sophomores starting this year. Um, and, shoot, at our banquet the other night, we had a, a senior that earned his fourth letter. So he played as a freshman. So it, it happens. Sometimes it doesn't happen maybe as fast as what – kids and parents want but football is also you know a sport that your physical development is is probably more key in that factor than it is in some of the other sports just because of the the differences in a 15 year old body and an 18 year old body Mm -hmm. is is pretty drastic and so um but there you know there are a lot of kids that are capable and, and physical enough to play as a young kid you yeah, got a couple more there right now yeah, that's played as freshmen. Absolutely. Hey, Coach, so won this championship. What's what's in the future, man? Try to get another one. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all you coming know, back next year? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, you know, that's the cool challenge about high school sports. Yes, sir. You know, every team is different. Um, you graduate, guys. You get, you know, obviously some back, but then there's a new freshman class coming in. There's new challenges yeah. around every corner. And... Um, that keeps you lively, keeps you motivated. Um, you know, every year is a different kind of challenge mm-hmm. and um, different challenges with each of the kids and the and the things that they bring that they need for their development. So, you know, we'll get started on that when we get back after the new year and we'll be excited to do it. Cool. So so real quick before, before uh, Coach JJ asks this question, I, I got one this morning real quick. Uh, these athletes that do multiple sports, how do you feel about um, them participating in other sports? If I could make our kids play three sports, I would. There you go. If I if I could, you know, may, wave my magic wand and make them all play, because there's no substitute for competition. Right um, now, there there are some that focus on one sport and and probably do a good job, but those are few and far between. Right. And but there's just no substitute for going out there on the basketball court and, you know, dribbling the ball down the court and there's 15 seconds left on the clock. And you got to you got to get a defensive stop or you got to get a a bucket 
or lining up across from another guy on the wrestling mat. Yeah. There's just no substitute for that and running track mm-hmm. and competing with the guy. I mean, yeah. if you run a race right. and you don't win, there's not a whole lot of other people to blame. There lies the problem. <laughs> that, and uh, yeah, that right. teaches a kid right. a whole other set of uh, characteristics that I think are valuable in, in competition. And, yeah. again, this is a developmental aspect of teenagers, mm. high school sports. And um, you know, yeah. the more that they can participate in that, the more they learn. And I think the better they come out. Yeah, we've been having some debates on that. Yeah, I've, I've, I tuned in to one of them. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that discussion. Yeah, you know, we we feel like you feel that, you know, a high school experience is a high school experience. Right, right. And if that means all three sports or what have you, right. so be it. You know, we got a lot of... I'll say you do realize Coach graduated in the 80s. That's what he tells you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you, know, you got to balance it. Um and there are, you know, we have kids that, that, that try to focus and do one sport. And, you know, I you see in their time in the program things that, you know, they, they miss. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, they've also gained, I think sports have become specialized. And just say that in football, the quarterback position is so, has changed so much in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the talent and the, the level of execution that quarterbacks now have, I think, and are, and are necessary to have, you know, is different than it was 10 years ago. Um, and, you know, some of that has to be developed in the offseason. But uh, I still think there's no substitute for competition. And, um, you know, in our state championship game, you know, Kiran executing the, the, the offense when it mattered the most, and that happens because he's a three-sport athlete. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's dribbling the ball up the court on uh, as a point guard. He's running the 100 <laughs> yeah. in, in track. You know, there's just yeah. no substitute for that. Yeah. And can I that. say I'm kind of upset. You know, when we <laughs> coach the Southside Boys basketball, we played Snyder. Uh, they moved the game up. Uh, and had you guys played on Saturday, he wouldn't have had his practices in. But you guys played that Friday. He was able to get his six in. That competition you speak of, he did right. excellent. And yes, I commend him for that. So, yeah. You know. right, right. Yeah. So. The question that I was going to ask you, though, I mean, signing day was yesterday. You have any young man you would like to highlight that signed yesterday? That's, that you Yeah, we have an offensive lineman that's um, going to the Air Force Academy. Yeah, oh, wow. that, yeah. Which is pretty neat. Ethan Dotson, um, you know, one of our three-year starters on the offensive line, academic All-State kid, um, top 50 player in the state of Indiana, which nice. is the the elite of the All-State class. Um, so he's going to go play offensive line at the Air Force Academy, and uh, we'll have some other guys that sign in the second signing date in right. February. Okay. Um, so they, they've still yet to determine some of them. We have some guys that have some good options, but – you know, recruiting's happening a little different now in the last two, yeah. three years with yeah. the changes that have gone on. And and so we're trying to adapt to it and, um, you know, get a handle on it. But uh, Uriah's going to play college football somewhere, um, you know, and a bunch of other guys. Will Kelso's going to play. Lucas Rohrbacher's going to play somewhere. So we have some guys that are that are that uh, will sign in February. So on down the line, Coach, I wanted you to get back with us with your guys that do sign so we could bring them on and, and recognize them sure. and, you know, a couple of other um, schools as well with, with their signings. I think that would be something that would be real smooth and great to yeah. honor our kids, yes. you know, that, that really stepped up to the plate. Well, so. I think, you know, Fort Wayne is the, the state of Indiana is being recruited more yeah. than it has been 20 years ago. 
Um, college coaches from all over the country recognize the talent that is not just in Indiana, but also Fort Wayne. Yeah. And, I mean, just this year, some elite talent coming out of Fort Wayne. But that's been the case every year, you know, certainly in this class. Um, kids going to Notre Dame, Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then Lawrence Johnson just figured, finished, you know, Snyder grad finished at Auburn. Yeah. You know, uh, Bam Martin Scott is from us is playing at South Carolina. We have two players playing in the SEC. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, that, that's phenomenal. That is. Um, and then you know a bunch of more, you know, a bunch more kids playing in the Big Ten. Yeah. And so um, there's a, a hotbed of talent here in, in Fort Wayne, and it's pretty cool to see those guys go on. I, we get excited every Saturday. You know, as we meet as coaches, turn on the college football game. Who from Fort Wayne can we find in this game? Right. And, right. You know, it's becoming abundant. You know, right. Every yeah, channel. Sure. There's somebody from Fort Wayne. Connect with those graduates. Oh, there? absolutely. Right. Absolutely. That's uh, awesome. Bam was in school the other day, and um, you know, just happy to see those guys have success. Nice. No, I'm good. Okay, so I just know for a fact that. Um, like we said earlier in the, in the Brock podcast, that you have a great tradition at Snyder. We want to appreciate we appreciate you coming on and and giving us some of the inside and great and the great news of of your accomplishment with your with your Snyder High School uh, program. Well, I appreciate you guys having me, and I'll come back anytime. This was fun. All right. and, that was good. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate the invite, and I appreciate all you guys do to cover sports in this area because it's pretty pretty uh, unique here in Fort Wayne, yeah. Indiana. Where people like you coming on kind of help the show, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we like, like to bring- think... I was saying, we like bringing the champions. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so we like to thank God for this opportunity for bringing on uh, special guests like we have. And may we still continue to to shine in in our life. Amen. Amen.